Ultra. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we crawl our way to the bitter end of the world's end one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. Today we are preparing to annihilate Minute 17, which begins with Stephen asking Gary where he found the mixtape from high school and ends with Andy telling the others that Gary finally paid him back the 600 quid he owed him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so everything's coming up. Gary is, is what it seems. Yeah. You know, he found that mixtape in the, in the tape player. <laughs> do you uh, think he found it or do you think it never left? No, it never left. That's a joke. Yeah. Oh, God. It, it, it never left. It's probably the only tape he listens to. And what's shocking to me is that it can still be played. Like those mixtapes, you know, if I played a mixtape a lot, I'd, I'd maybe get like a hundred plays out of it before it was like, all right. <laughs> this is you've you've done enough you've listened so, to this enough it's over i'm a little bit younger than you yeah uh so i i remember tapes i had tapes uh-huh the tapes that i i never made a mixtape never i never made a mi- i made a lot of mix cds oh sure i gave a lot of mixes to girls yeah but i never handed a girl a mixtape yeah, 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 yeah. But uh I yeah, no, I've definitely made I've definitely made many mixtapes. Um That's awesome, man. There's something very um cathartic about making a mixtape because it feels it's just so like you're just so in the zone and you have to listen to every song all the way through as you're making the thing, mm-hmm. you know? Uh it's uh yeah, I don't know. There's something there's something kind of cool about it. It's because, you know, like I like making playlists, but playlists are so easy to to make. Oh, yeah. You just drag and drop. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's just not it's not the same thing. Right? It's not physical. It's no. not it's not like you're making something or you're 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 stitching it together. So, you yeah. mean, I mean, I mean, to, to use the film to, to, to you know, you, you watch documentaries about like how like Thelma Schoonmaker used to edit. Yeah. Or, you know, filmmakers used to, you know, if you ever watch like stuff like Ivan Reitman in an editing bay watching Ghostbusters get edited and you're like, holy shit, it used to be like, yeah, like, I don't know, I, I, I you know, it's like medieval, but in a good right. way, yeah, you know, it's like when you would read about monks that would just transcribe the Bible onto paper yeah, or, you know, doodle and draw, not doodle, but you know, like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a lost art form. Uh, can you remember the last mixtape you made? No, no, because I don't. Because at some point I switched over to CDs, but I don't. I don't remember when that happened. Would you? Uh, would you draw? Would you put art on the mixtape, or would you yeah. just put like two? Oh, you would. No, yeah, I would. I would. I would like do like little doodles with yeah. the uh, with the with the list of songs because I'd write out the list of songs and sometimes I'd like draw out the band name. Like in a way that was cool. uh, seemed like their logo, you know? Yeah, like if if it was like if it was like uh, El Scorcho by Weezer, you would draw like the little W. 
Yes, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Or do like a little fire symbol right, by El Scorcho. Right, right, right. Um, so yeah, something like that. And I would I would use like uh different colored pens and stuff like that. Yeah. Were um, you ever given a mixtape? Yes. Uh a few. Um and I was always the because here's the thing about mixtapes that are that that that's a bummer. Um mm-hmm. is that especially when you're in high school, when you like people that you don't really have a lot in common with. And it's, and it's good. I mean, you know, it's, it's, I think it's partially responsible for like, you know, learning uh, about things that you wouldn't normally know about. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but you're also simultaneously learning about things that you wouldn't normally know about. You're, you're losing ignorance, but within that you're also learning your, your own tastes, right? Yeah, where you're like, yeah. oh, this is like something I've never heard before. I don't like this, um, you know. <laughs> and and so yeah, I would get I would get mixtapes, but then it was all stuff that I was like, mm, I don't really love this. And and like with the with the um, the thing that I found that I was I was like always trying to do, and I don't know if I succeeded. I mean, you know, maybe everybody thinks that this is what they're doing, mm-hmm. but. I remember thinking when I would make a mixtape, I wasn't just like giving them a mixtape that was like, these are all the songs that I like. It was, these are all the songs that I like that I think you would like too. Right. So like, if if I'm like, if I was like dating a girl who was like, not into like screamo or, uh, you know, I don't know, metal music or whatever, if they're not into that, I'm not going to put one of those songs on there and be like, this reminds me of you. Like, I'm not going to do that. Um, (laughs) And and so like I would try and put songs on there that I think that they would like because you're not, showing her that you you have done the mental work of like I think this is what you would like right but then every mixtape I always got back from someone that they made always felt the opposite it always felt like these are songs that I like enjoy and oh, oh man and I was always and I I was always like kind of bummed by that because I I was like oh I I I guess that's you thought we were doing you thought we were just sharing stuff about each other and i was trying to like uh, i know that feeling do another yeah. thing where where it's like oh like it's just this sudden realization of like oh i tried too hard yeah um, yeah oh definitely i remember that feeling a lot yeah. i'm i was i've been lucky enough to be given two mix cd's in my life mm-hmm. uh one was by uh this girl maddie who was my date to prom mm mm-hmm. And she gave me a mix CD, but it was like platonic mm-hmm. to my understanding. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> epically misreading something. And um, yeah, and I remember being like, again, like, I, I never asked her about it or talked to her about it, but I remember feeling like, oh, she gets me. Like, these are all really, I haven't heard of a lot of these songs, uh, but like, this sounds like something I would like, or it sounds like something that she are, was in her life and she gave it to me. Mm-hmm. Of like, oh, this sounds like something I wouldn't have found. It sounds like something Maddie would have found, but she it reminded me of, of, of it reminded her of me. Uh, like there was that uh, that was the first time I heard Alexi Murdoch. You know Alexi Murdoch? No. Uh, did you ever see Away We Go? Uh, with John Krasinski once, and Maya Rudolph? Yeah, once in theaters, like a really long time oh, ago. Wow, and yeah. he, he's that guy. He's like all of his every. It's he's like the the Kimia Dawson of that movie. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know who that is either. Kimia Dawson from Juno. Yeah, no, I don't know. The, the Moldy Peaches? Oh, Moldy Peaches? Okay, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, maybe Sierra. My friend Sierra probably made me a CD. And then one time when I was in college, on my birthday, mm-hmm. uh, 
there was, I think I might've told you the story. There was a CD, an anonymous mix CD taped to my door oh. from a girl that I didn't, it was like, I guess a secret admirer. And are you sure it was a girl? Yeah, because I found out who it was. Oh, oh, okay, gotcha. gotcha. I, I would later find out who it was. Okay, it was like it was like <laughs> it was like you know, there's always one mystery in a Harry Potter book that lasts the whole book. Yeah, like why is Percy being so weird? Oh, because he has a girlfriend. Uh, spoilers. Uh, <laughs> and I remember putting on that CD and being like, "Holy shit, someone made this for me!" And uh, it had uh, "You Me Dancing" by Los Campesinos was on it. Hell yeah! And I was like, "Oh my god, she knows who Los Campesinos are." This is amazing. I want, I want, I want so badly to make a movie that has Los Campesinos in the soundtrack, like in the, yeah, in the, or or like the trailer has the has a Los Campesinos track on it. Definitely, I'm surprised. I, God, I love those guys. I love it too. I, I saw them. I've gotten. What was their them, last album? Uh, they had an album pre recently. Uh, like, and since I moved to LA, they've had an album out. Yeah, but I feel like remember when they were they were like coming out with albums like it felt oh, like every yeah. every like eighteen months for well, a while. You know, people get older, people get kids. Yeah. I know like they've had a couple of people leave the band. I got to see them live in Austin right after her. Uh, I think it was Hello Sadness came out, mm-hmm. and they they were fucking great. Uh, they the last album I believe was Six Scenes, and it was solid. It was really good. Kind of going back to what we were talking about on Monday about bands. Uh, I think, yeah, six scenes, something blues that had avocado baby and avocado baby. I listen to a lot. That's actually mm. on some on some playlists that I've made for like writing scripts and stuff. But yeah, I'm avocado I'm happy. I'm happy that I'm happy that there haven't been a lot of Los Campesinos and stuff because it you know you hate for them to get overplayed. Sure, or to be like, oh, now I can't. Yeah, they but, haven't had an album since six scenes in 2017. So yeah, that's it's going like on three four. years. So they're probably yeah. yeah. So it was like they had three full feature length albums come out in two thousand eight. Yeah, and then two years later, two thousand ten, Romance is Boring. Mm-hmm. Then Hello Sadness in twenty eleven, and then a live album in twenty twelve. No Blues in twenty thirteen. No Blues. That's what it's called. Yeah, and then a uh, four year gap before six scenes in 2017 and nothing since so it's been it's been three years since six scenes six scenes had some really good songs now that i think about it they had a couple singles that entered my my rotation yeah every every album every (laughs) one of their albums is so freaking good Um, yeah i'm really excited for them to have a new album out uh that's yeah man i might i might listen to some los campesinos after this do it. Listeners, uh, yeah. listen to Los Campesinos. If you there, was a, there was a there was a a a script that we were working on that you had written um for me to direct. And mm. uh I'd always pictured that to have a lot of Los Campesinos in it. Oh yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um the the one crazy night one. Yeah. Yeah. This is the longest we've gone without talking about the movie. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it, it's fine. It's all related, right? And and everybody's <laughs> everybody's listening uh, to this. Uh, I assume for us, not for the movie. Um, yeah, if, if, if you're if, if you're this... listening to this because you're you're because of the movie, uh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> when are they going to get to the fireworks factory? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry, everybody. Uh, yeah. So okay. 
Um, getting off of this mixtape uh, tangent, uh, uh, let us know if you have any good mixtapes. Yeah. You know, oh my god. Mixtape stories in the tell us your mixtape stories group. Uh, so um, well, link check the link in the uh, in the episode description. Uh, you can mm-hmm. just click it and go there. Um, but uh, uh, yeah. So so Gary. Uh, I love the the little like sort of lean back into the back seat that Stephen takes after <laughs> Gary says it was in the tape player and of just like the he was like Ooh. oh wow he had like this sudden blast of nostalgia and then just utter sadness at yeah. the reality of the situation which is that he made him a tape once and it's never left his tape player <laughs> so it's like it's like this combination feeling of like you know I imagine he's a little chuffed. Right of like, yeah. oh, like I made him a tape, a mixtape that was so good that he's had it in his tape player ever since. And then also a part of him that's like, Jesus, I made him a mixtape in high school and he's had it in his tape player ever since. Like, yeah, like, it's oh, it, it's boy. like, oh my god, <laughs> Jesus, it's, it's like the each, it's like his, it hits him the way that Oliver, not Oliver, the way Peter had his wave hit about the Beast, yeah. Like, totally. Oh, this this is the car. Yeah. Oh, you literally haven't moved on. Woof. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cool. I don't think I ever really gave one of my. I that I, that's not true. When I graduated high school, I made mix CDs for all my closest friends because I was a senior in high school and I was super melodramatic and I was mm-hmm. like, we're never going to see each other again. This is it. And so I like made them all a mix of like, this is what I. This is how I feel about you. Yeah, uh, I I would always I made mixtapes for my friends, and it was always a thing. Um, mix CDs. I think at that point I sure. was doing CDs, uh, but I would make mix CDs for my friends because they would be like like I had friends who were new to the to the group to the scene, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and so and they would be you know listening to. CDs that they found at Target that had like a cool cover. So they'd be listening to like, you know, like something corporate or, um, mm-hmm. or, uh, Reliant K or something. Uh-huh. And, and they'd be listening to Reliant K and they, they don't know that they're a Christian band, you know? Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and so like I would be like, oh, okay. So like, you know, your head's in the right place. You're angling toward the right direction. Let me give you good music to listen to. Um, yeah. not that there's anything wrong with something corporate. They're fine. Um, but uh, I actually, <laughs> I really I actually, thought you were going to say Reliant K. No, 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 something corporate. Uh, there's a lot wrong with Reliant K. Um, Be uh, my escape. Yeah, they're bad. Um, they're bad. <laughs> Sorry, I know the people who like them really fucking like them, uh, and uh, you're all wrong. They're terrible. Um, anyway, <laughs> I, think I, only, I think I only know Be My Escape. I don't. I they they sound like a Christian rock band, and the 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 production value of their songs are terrible. You know um, who else is a Christian rock band? U2. Is, oh, is that true? Did they start that way? U2 are very Catholic. I don't know. It's in their it's in their lyrics. It's not, oh. I don't think they're like at a Mar. I don't, think, I don't know if you can get Joshua Tree at a Mardell, but yeah, I don't think that's the same thing. When I think mm-hmm. of a Christian band, I think of uh, like, like a lot foot. of people. A, a lot, yeah, Switchfoot. A lot of people like to be like, you know, POD is a Christian band. And I was like, yeah, that's that's technically true, but they had like a large budget for their recordings, so they don't sound like one. Right, um, right, right. whereas, you know, there, there's like K. a lot of, yeah, it's just like Christian bands. They all sound like they were recorded in the same studio and the studio sounds like 
somebody just like built a makeshift studio in their garage or like in the basement of a church and it, right. it it just sounds cheap. There's something about Christian band albums, Christian band music that sounds cheap. Kind of the musical equivalent of The Case for Christ or God's Not Dead. Right. Yes. Yes. Where, where it's like, oh, this was made to coddle and be sold to someone. Right. Like you can listen to this because it's safe and it won't challenge you. Right. Not I'm a songwriter and I have the spirit of God in me. <laughs> and I feel so inspired. I'm going to write. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Yeah, that's that's the shit that they say out loud in the press and mm-hmm. the Christian press. But uh, <laughs> it's never true. They're lying. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not true. Uh, it's it's all just to sell their album because uh, they're all hacks. Um, anyway, I have like strong the, feelings about Christian music. Like like sorry. the well, you're, sorry. Well, you're from the well, you're from the Midwest. Yeah, that's true. I'm from the Midwest. I had to deal with it a lot. Um, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was a rough time in high school dealing with the, all of these people like telling me that I would really like Switchfoot. Uh, 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 so anyway, so, uh, I would make, I would make, um, mix CDs for my friends who were just getting into that kind of music to sort of give them a, a, uh, like a, like education isn't really the right word. It's more of just like, here's like a, here's like a, like a taste, like a potpourri of uh-huh. different bands, different songs. Tell me which ones on these album, on these CDs are your favorite. Which ones are you skipping? Which ones are you listening to? And then I can take the next steps and like make like like actually like burn albums for yeah. you of of like the ones that you like. You know? You were the OG, you were the OG Discover Weekly. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what I was doing. Yeah. Um but I was I was doing it, I was catering it to them, you know? Yeah. It's like okay, um, you you like you like Green Day. Let me play. You may. I think you would like Stiff Little Fingers. Yeah. I think you. Or, I think you would like The Clash. Yeah. Um. Or or you know whatever whatever the case may be. Or like uh oh you like They Might Be Giants. Maybe you'll like Adam and His Package. Um. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I don't know. It would be it would be a lot of stuff like that. So uh so I would do <laughs> I would do that for my friends. Um. Say but, hi to your mom for me. <laughs> right. Yeah. But uh uh God I love. I love say hi to your mom, uh, which which I guess now they're just say hi. But um, really, every few years they just take take a chunk out of their name. Yeah, yeah. Say hi to your mom for me. Say hi to your mom. Say hi. Uh, but say. yeah, they're good. They're very good. Um, I think they're just say hi now, like on Spotify. I think that's how you find them. It's just they're called say hi. Uh, seeing another black guy on. Uh, 15, 16 seconds in. Oh, yeah? At the service station? Yeah, the service station. Okay. This is a really nice service station. So yeah. I So here, here's one thing that – oh, yeah, there he is. Um, one thing that always threw me off, uh, do you I, – I remember when I, when I watched this the first time, I, I have since learned that a service station is basically just a gas station. But yes. this is like a huge – gas station so i'm wondering if this is more than that is this like is this like the british equivalent of a truck stop i because like i would go on road trips with my family and we would stop at like big kind of big like bathroom stations yeah right um but i don't remember there being like video games there yeah i remember there being video games and stuff Uh, oh okay yeah um yeah, I can't. I can't figure out if that's what this is or not. Like, uh, like, do you ever go to a? You know, you know what Bucky's is? No. In Texas, there's this magical place called Bucky's, 
<laughs> that it's huge. It's like, imagine if a gas station was the size of like, not a super target, but like almost mm-hmm. where you could get like deli meats and sandwiches yeah. and cheeses yeah. and lawn ornaments yeah. and flags. And that's there's hardcore. The, and there's this mascot named Bucky who's a beaver and you can get like stuffed beavers and Bucky shirts and Bucky like car ornaments and they have the cleanest bathrooms. They like pride themselves on how clean their bathrooms are. We stopped there for the first time because my dad wanted to like see how clean the bathrooms were. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I love my dad. I love that. <laughs> uh, I got to see how clean these bathrooms are. Uh, well, and, and like Gary, he like crossed three lanes without turn signaling. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. So they're all outside with coffee, uh, waiting for Gary to to go to the bathroom. Um. And we get what is, you know, I it, it's 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 my absolute favorite thing in the movie. Um. I think I think this is I think this is it. I think this wow. is my favorite thing in the entire movie. Um, which is this joke of, uh, <laughs> Stephen <laughs> saying it's a long piss and, <laughs> and Oliver says, if it is a piss, you know, and then mimes, uh, doing blow, uh, <laughs> doing some cocaine and, uh, and Pete goes a poot. He's <laughs> like, how is that a poot? <laughs> I mean, it's the funniest thing I've ever just the idea that he thought miming doing cocaine was a poot. Like he was And again it's very Peter says it very warmly. Yeah. A poot. <laughs> How's that a poot? I love it. I, I love, love when love it so I love much. when we get to I love when we get to see how they are without Gary. Yes. Yeah, but, it's it's not very often. Yeah. And it's still it's still you can kind of see like, oh I kinda I it's sad that they didn't keep in touch. Yeah, it is. It uh, is. They're they're genuinely doing a reunion. They're like they're genuinely having a real reunion. You know? Yeah. And so it's kind of uh, it's nice. It, it's important to like. I don't. know. I think the problem with reunions. I think the reason we don't like high school reunions as a culture, or the you know the way that we kind of shit on them, is because it's artificial. It's artificial and it's very competitive. Everyone wants to be the best person at the yeah, reunion. Yeah. Look at my partner. Look at my job. Look how much weight. Look how I've successful lost. I am. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this is just like, oh, let's just enjoy each other's company. Let's just like be bored together. Let's right. Be idle. Right. Um, they do get a little bit of, uh, and when they when they do share their lives, it feels very like they're proud of themselves, but it doesn't feel like any of them are super. Like it doesn't really like I don't I don't feel like Oliver really is trying to impress the others. He's just proud of himself. Hmm. Yeah. Like the way Peter is like, I'm, you know, I'm a partner now. Like, oh, you're still working for your dad. I, I, I think it's interesting. That part of it is, is, uh, interesting and sad because he says, you still working for your, for your, uh, for your pop or whatever he says. Um, mm-hmm. and he's like, yeah, but I'm a partner now. But it's like, yeah, but you still have like just a regular desk, like everyone else that all the other salespeople that work there. Yeah. He's not like Andy. Like he doesn't have a corner office. No, you don't have an office. You just have a desk on the floor with the cars. Um, yeah. It's, presumably it's weird. Cause presumably Steven and Oliver also have like, if not a corner office, you know, like the, the, the little we see of Steven, he seems to be the boss quote. Steven. 
is I I mean I I I guess they're all successful in their own way, but Steven's level of success is like insane. Yeah, um, so if we find out, yeah, go please. So Steven started his firm in 1998, his his architecture firm, which means that he was 26 when he started it. And then it was bought out in 2005, which means he started it at 26, sold it in 33, at 33. So by 33 years old, he's just like basically like half retired. Yeah, that's nuts. That's insane. <laughs> that's like that, that's like I mean, how old is Mark Zuckerberg now? Like 30, 30, 38? Well, he doesn't age. He's a he's a larva. Right. But I, I don't I don't know, but like to have that much success by the time you're 33 is on on like just like a normal scale, right? Like Mark yeah. Zuckerberg's success is like a once in a generation fluke. Yeah, it's it's a crazy fluke of of nature. It's a it, yeah, he's a freak of nature for many reasons. Um <laughs> But but the idea of just having like very normal level yeah. of success by, by that much of it by the time he's thirty three is unbelievable. That is insane. Um, yeah, almost to the point where I wonder if they should have like raised these dates to like you know oh I started my firm around or, like around 03. yeah or around oh three and and sold it in, in like twenty ten or something. Yeah, exactly what I was going to say. Um, yeah, because be- like if I heard that story from a, my friend, that would be fucking insane. Yeah. No, I would be like, I, I, I would, I think I'd just kill myself right there. <laughs> like, just, just like, the w- Jesus Christ. <laughs> and it's, so speaking, you know, so taking the text as it is, that shows that Steven was like incredibly motivated. Yeah. Incredibly ambitious. Yeah. To... I guess get away from Gary. I guess to get away from being the bass player, right? They yeah. really. I mean, you, you don't you don't work you don't put the pedal to the metal that hard unless you have something to prove. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think I've been taking the slow route because I don't really feel a lot of insecurity about myself professionally. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm like, well, it'll happen when it happens. But some people are like, no, I got to do it now because of, you know? Yeah. And it's, I don't know. Like, I think the fire that he had to have had in him is nuts. Yeah. And then, yeah, this is kind of the, uh, the proto, the first shadow mentioning of what will become, uh, Steven's fixation on, uh, on Starbucking. Oh yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah. He 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 had a, he had his own firm, but it got swallowed. Mm-hmm. And you know, Patty Considine, great actor. You can kind of sense the resent. He kind of feels the need to defend himself. Like, yeah, but I, I like it. I like it. It's cool. You know, it's less work. Yeah, it's less, less stress. Less stress. Yeah, which is where I'm getting the sort of um, the sort of um, uh, like retire semi retirement vibes. You know, yeah, that, he's, yeah. that he's giving out because yeah. he's obviously still working, but he probably doesn't have to work as as hard. You know, he doesn't have mm-hmm. to like roll his sleeves up, you know, and really, really get in there anymore. Yeah. Um, like my dad retired a long time, a few years ago, but he still like goes into the office to do work. Right. Right. Because he likes it or because he gets fulfillment out of it and, and also money. Yeah. But, right. So Oliver hands out his business card. Yeah. He's a. A boutique estate agency. I don't. I wonder what that means. Like, what does that mean? Does it just mean like very small? Like, yeah, I, I think it means that he 
like, you know, if he says he uh, co-manages it. Yeah. Like if, uh, if Billy Tyler wanted to move, she would call this place. Yeah. But if like just somebody that lived in, uh, Yorkshire or right. something, you know, they would think, call, do you think he, uh, he says co-manages, he never says who he manages it with. Do you think it's Sam? Oh, I don't know. I kind of get the vibe that Sam and Oliver aren't super close. Oh, really? I got the opposite vibe. Oh, interesting. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see because I haven't. Because I don't, you, I don't remember her. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember her mentioning what she does for a living. I don't know. I kind of get the vibe that she is like. I get like journalist or educator vibes from her. Yeah, yeah, I could see that too. Yeah, she's a little more true. low key. She's not as like. I don't know. I, I feel like if she was in Oliver's position, she would kind of be her costume would read as female Oliver, like a business suit or like a power suit. I guess that's true. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. It, I, I just do find it interesting that he co-manages, but they don't they made the the choice to have him co-manage this estate agency. But he doesn't he's not like we never know anything about who he's co-managing it with. Yeah. You know, I so, like, think it's uh, better than Cumberbatch. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> perfect um the idea of benedict cumberbatch playing a realtor is weird to me yeah benedict Cum- well i don't know though because like he used to do that um he used to do that uh airplane. The, the air the airline sitcom series yeah um, that was only you have to hear that right right it was an audio series audio sitcom but um but even still like you know he had He's a very different vibe on that, and it seems like it's his it's his like real vibe, like it's who he really is. Uh, like he had like Tim from the Office kind of vibes, he, m- very much more so. Yeah, um, yeah. Hello, it's me, normal human Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch. Because it wasn't until he was Sherlock that he started doing all these other things, and then they're all kind of samey. I know? am a robot. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if he. Uh, uh, I don't know if he'll ever go back to being like a normal. Like just playing a normal person. Just yeah, like I'd be down to see a movie where the poster is just like him face down on a plate of pancakes. <laughs> right? <laughs> Benedict in real life. Life is hard. You can be called Eggs Benedict. <laughs> <laughs> Life's hard when you're a single dad. <laughs> I would love to see him in just like a rom com. Yeah. Um, and then uh, there's a nice bit of uh, foreshadowing where Peter says. Uh, what kind of law do you do you uh, uh, cover, Andy? Is it family? And he corrects him and says corporate, which I like as like it's it's sort of like um like a like a bit of foreshadowing about how uh, about his family issues, where it's like no 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 he doesn't do family law he does corporate law and that's all <laughs> he, he's been paying attention to and that's why his family is falling apart. Yeah, he he, he lived family law. <laughs> right, right, yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so I like that. Um, and then somebody says, uh, where's Gary? And if you watch the scene back, <laughs> yes, yeah. if you watch the scene back, Andy has been staring at Gary the entire scene. <laughs> you can, you can read. He's so good. You can read when Nick Frost makes the discovery yeah. of like this motherfucker. You're right. And he's just staring him down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and, and he says, where's Gary? Oh, he's playing need for speed right over there. <laughs> He's so fed up with this fucking guy already. Already, oh man, I love and it. Then, but it's so great because you see him like, ah, oh, well, he did. He did pay me back the six hundred quid. 
you know? Like, right. They're like, wow, he really hasn't changed. And he's like, I don't know. He did pay me back the 600 quid. I relate to that so much of like, you have these people in your life that frustrate you and can disappoint you, but you also have so much love for them. And you're just constant. You're just wrestling with your own judgment. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. He, he, he is kind of, he did do this one cool thing. And I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm being too hard on it. Oh, wait, no, I'm not. Yeah, right, right. He's a shithead. <laughs> oh, God. I, I forgot how much of them being late is Gary's fault. All of it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he, it was his idea, and he is constantly making this. Like, they could have been in Eden Haven by now. Yeah, for sure. Is, that, is there uh do we learn? He wasn't actually doing, was he actually doing drugs in the bathroom? We'll talk about it. Okay, cool. That's all I wanted to know. It's later in the week. Great. Um, yeah. So I think that uh, I think that that wraps us up for this one. Yeah. Uh, everybody, duelinggenre.com slash Amazon. If you're going to be shopping on Amazon, uh, and I think we we kind of all are right now because um, unfortunately they're still <laughs> allowing. Fortunately slash unfortunately because they're they're doing it the wrong way. Uh, they're allowing all of their employees to continue working, and so uh, you know it, it is a th- it's it's a whole thing. So. I think uh, a lot of us are using Amazon to order stuff because we can't go anywhere. Uh, and uh, if you're going to do it, please do it through our link. We really appreciate everyone who does that. It does help us out more than you would think. Uh, and uh, it's duelinggenre.com slash Amazon. You just go there. It sends you to Amazon. But there's a little, a little thing in the address, a little, a little, uh, uh, like a little sensor, I don't know, in the address that uh, tracks whatever you buy. And uh, uh, whatever percentage of that, uh, Amazon kicks our way um, after you uh, after you uh, fulfill your purchase because we sent you to them, and uh, we appreciate everyone who does that. If you don't want to use Amazon right now for 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 many reasons, uh, yeah, we don't. Um, we get it; it's fine. Uh, don't use Amazon if you if you don't want to. But if you're going to, uh, then please use our link. It does help us out. And uh, so that's duelinggenre.com slash Amazon. And we will be back tomorrow to Annihilate Minute 18. But for now, let's boo-boo. Cause I'm free.